Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. It's that time of the year. We are in the third week of November, and I'm sure you must have started looking at what you did this year, what your teams did this year, how the year went by. You must have set your goals in January sometime. Um, and this is the time when you start summarizing everything and you know closing the year. Most organizations have their appraisal cycle from January to December. So it's time. And then people also set up their personal goals in January, you know, New Year resolutions and all that. And I've talked in my blogs many times before, my friends know that you know, I don't believe in New Year resolutions and I believe in goals and and I'll talk about it some other time. But today's episode is not about personal goals or career goals. I'm talking about organizational goals, enterprise goals. One of my listeners, John Bain, is building a roadmap and he brought this topic up that maybe I should talk about it in one of my episodes. And thank you very much, John, for that. Yes, we are going through the process of summarizing our entire year at this point in time, what we did and what not. And uh, yes, we'll start working on the goals in December. We'll start building the roadmap for next year as well. Most organizations must be doing this already. Now, the question is, how do we do that? How do we build our organization's roadmap? If you remember, I've talked about classical enterprise architecture and modern enterprise architecture in the past. If not, you should listen to my older episodes. Now, classical enterprise architecture in a very short summary is the old enterprise architecture when, so when uh, John Zachman coined the term enterprise architecture and when the open group created their TOGA framework one to eight, they used to believe that enterprise architecture is a overall organizational activity. What that means is that they would look at the entire organization and see where there are improvements required and get it done. And, and so they came up with the concept of baseline architecture and target architecture. Baseline architecture is the current state architecture. How does the organization look like at this point in time from business standpoint, you know, functions, organizations, processes, etc. Data standpoint, what does the what is the data and how does it flow through various systems and so on and so forth? Applications and technologies and the interactions therein. But over a period of time, the landscape has changed. When enterprise architecture was originally created, this was the time of the data centers where procurement itself took three months and what have you. Today we have cloud. And we have so many other technologies which basically improve our turnaround times much better. So so enterprise architecture also needs to evolve. And that's where I've introduced the concept of modern enterprise architecture, where we don't look at the entire organization as one big picture view. Well, we do, but we break it down into smaller components and then we do enterprise architecture on a project-to-project basis. Now, in the original classical enterprise architecture, they had two concepts called baseline-first architecture and target-first architecture. Baseline-first architecture is where we evaluate the entire landscape and then we try to find the problems within the organization, problems where 
processes are not efficient or convoluted or or there are redundant business functions within the organization or there are better more efficient more effective ways of doing things uh, in the business we look at data redundancies where they are required where they are not required we look at application redundancies you know where we can standardize applications and use it across the organization and so on and so forth all these gaps and 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 holes within the organization that can be filled and then based on that we create a target architecture where we define that okay in the target architecture we are not going to have these challenges we are going to make them more efficient we are going to make them more effective the processes are going to become leaner the data is going to be less redundant or more redundant depending upon the requirement the applications are going to be standardized the technology stack is going to be modernized and so on and so forth so that's called baseline first architecture and then they also had a target first architecture in which they would say that okay i don't want to worry about what the baseline is at this point in time i'm going to think about where do i want to go so for example i want to move some of my workloads onto the public cloud or i want to modernize my technology stack or i want to you know get this merger done or this acquisition done or i want to and these are small small projects within the organization which have a target that let's get this 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 business function looks like it's we are not really doing well when when it comes to this particular business function it could be a capability that the organization has and and then the business decides that we want to spin it off as a separate organization so that they can do their business better and we can do our business better and we can leverage the costs and so on and so forth so that becomes a target right that spin off it's a target or move to the public cloud that becomes a target or modernize the tech stack that becomes a target so we know the target architecture and then we do the baseline architecture so that we know what are the changes that we have to bring to achieve the target architecture so 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 you've got two concepts baseline first architecture where we go through a discovery process and then come up with the target architecture based on the discovery and then we have a target first architecture where we do not do a discovery well we do not do a discovery of the current state we do a discovery of the target state first and then once we've defined the target state we define the baseline architecture and go from there so that's one way of creating a roadmap because now that you know the baseline architecture and then you know the target architecture uh you know how to get there you know what are the changes that you need to make to get to the target architecture another thing that we should keep in mind is and this is something that has been introduced in togaf 10 by the way which is uh, superior architecture and subordinate architecture right and it was there in togaf 9.2 in an implicit manner that they had uh, three levels of uh, you know the architecture landscape they had strategic architecture segment architecture and capability architecture where strategic architecture is at the executive level segment architecture is at the program or portfolio level and capability architectures is at the project level where the actual realization happens and then you've got solution architecture which we'll talk about some other time so so there was these three layers it's just that the terminology called superior architecture and subordinate architecture has been newly introduced into gaf 10 now what superior architecture really means is that let's say that you've got a business function called manufacturing now within manufacturing you might have multiple uh, projects what should be your goals within the larger manufacturing capability of individual projects should be defined by the direction that manufacturing as a capability has chosen so what is your superior architecture and each subordinate architecture ideally should be aligned with your superior architecture so that's like a check that you should have so once you've defined your baseline and your target architecture you check with your superior architecture and make sure that you are all aligned 
right? Your organizational goals and then your departmental goals and then finally your project goals. So all of this is properly aligned. That's another way. Now, these are all goals and objectives and your roadmap and all of that. And um, John also talks about, you know, in his post on the Telegram group, he talks about sort of negative um, KPIs, like how many times we were there in the news uh, for something bad and then that, that sort of can become an indicator that that needs fixing you know and and so on but it's not a bad idea but i would really like to look at it from a capability perspective let's say that you have an enterprise architecture team within the organization and you're a part of it and uh, and one of the objectives ideally should be to become a better and more capable enterprise architecture organization over a period of time but how do you do that agile has the concept of agile retrospectives, which is very effectively used uh, to improve the capability of the agile team, right? To get better over a period of time. And we're not talking about projects specifically, we're talking about the capability of the team itself. A similar concept can be used in enterprise architecture. Now, TOGAF has this concept called Enterprise Architecture Capability Maturity Model. Architecture Capability Maturity Model is a maturity model that has been published by the, the United States Department of Commerce. And... Uh, uh, a very, very interesting tool to improve your maturity over a period of time. So what it does is it's got these elements, right? Elements meaning, let's say, do you have sufficient funding or not? Or are you doing a documentation properly or not? Or what kind of enterprise architecture tool are you using to document your enterprise architecture? Or our procurement process is aligned with the enterprise architecture team or not? Or does the enterprise architecture team have an ear of the leadership team or not? Or any major projects when they get started, do they align with enterprise architecture team or not? Or do they engage the enterprise architecture team or not? And so on and so forth. And these are all questions that are not yes and no questions. They are a, a category-based question. What that means is how mature are you? Are you level 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, right? If you are at level 0, then, you know, then the answer basically is no, <laughs> right? And then if you are at 1, then you are they do engage you at some periods of time. Otherwise, they don't if they know you and so on. So you could define what it means for you to be at level one, level two, level three, level four, and level five. And that becomes your uh, sort of um, scale based on which you will understand how mature your enterprise architecture organization is. And that's the whole point of maturity models, right? So let's say that you are for budgets, you are at level two, right? For um, process maturity, you are at level three and so on and so forth. Now you know what your targets are. You want to get to level four or you want to get to level three. But these targets are not um, random. You don't want to get to level three because you are at level two. That is not a good enough reason. In the modern enterprise architecture perspective, you should look at it from a project to project standpoint. So if a particular project requires you to be at level three for process maturity, level three for uh, tool maturity, level three for budgets, okay? You define that target and then you define where you are and then you see the gaps, right? That, okay, for budget, you are at level two, but you need to be at level three. You, for process maturity, you are at level three and the required level is level three. So, you know, we are good. So you will exactly know what are the places that you need to fix to be able to run that project successfully, right? And that's how you mature over a period of time. You take on more and more complex projects. You take on more and more bigger projects and you do enterprise architecture for that. Now, what is the difference between running a project and doing enterprise architecture while running a project? 
The primary difference is you collect information into a single enterprise architecture repository. So when you run a project, let's say, let's say you are doing a spin-off, right? A portion of your organization, you are spinning it off as a separate organization, which means those business functions, those business capabilities will now be eliminated, which means there is a business impact. Like, for example, what are the processes that they were running? How were they intermingling with other processes that are running within the organization? We will have to clearly sever them and separate them from the organization. There is a data impact because some data they will take with them, some data you'll keep with yourself. So you'll have to clearly segregate that data. It is possible that all that data is being hosted and being used by a larger application. So now that application will also have to be segregated or separately. A new instance of that application has to be created, which will manage their data and you'll manage your data. And then there is a technology impact also, right? How do you segregate the technology? How do you segregate the infrastructure where all these applications and data is hosted? So it's a tremendous amount of work, but that is a project. But when you're doing enterprise architecture on the project, you're collecting all this data. You're trying to understand the processes, the business function, the organizational structure, and then you're documenting all of that in the architecture repository. You're looking at all the applications and data, you're documenting that in the repository. And all these are these interconnections. So tomorrow when you create a, a impact analysis report, since all this data is interconnected with each other and, and is hosted on a single architecture repository, it becomes very easy for you to be able to create an impact analysis that, okay, if this business process is impacted, how many stakeholders does this, this business process have? right? How many users? If this application is impacted, then how many processes are dependent on this application? How many stakeholders are dependent on this application? What data is dependent on this application? How many other applications are dependent on this application? And so on and so forth. So that gives you a very clear business insight onto what would happen if you wanted to go through a transformation. So that's, it's, it's a little bit of a segue and, you know, I didn't want to go there. Coming back to the whole point of goals and to summarize, one is um, you can do baseline architecture and target architecture, find the gaps and that becomes your roadmap. Always look at your superior architecture to understand where the larger organization wants to go and make sure that every project has a baseline and a target architecture and it is aligned with the superior architecture. Majority models, look at your architecture capability and what are the capabilities that you would like to build to be able to do enterprise architecture for a particular project or a program. And that helps you build your architecture roadmap. Now, there are many other things that I would like to talk about. Uh, there are smart goals and there are KPIs and there are OKRs and so on and so forth. But that's all the time that I have on today's episode. I have a question for you as well. Today's episode was a little bit theoretical. I do believe that theory ultimately becomes a practical implementation. But what are your views about how you set up your architecture roadmap? Or forget architecture. How do you set up your business roadmap for the next year? What are the things that you keep in mind? How do you understand what the business needs and, and build the roadmap? I would like to hear your thoughts about it. Talk to me on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on the Telegram group that we have, on the LinkedIn group that we have. I would love to hear your thoughts. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoy the show. More about organizational agility, innovation, and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. 
pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Now the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.